0: On episode 35 of DevTalk, I speak to Steven Tewissen about the Forms open source libraries he's working on. Welcome to another episode of DevTalk. My name is Kerry Lothrop, and today's guest is Steven Tewissen. Steven is a lead mobile developer at Dot .control, and I'm really happy to have him on the show. Hello, Steven. Hey, Kerry. Hi. Uh, you are uh, in the Netherlands, and you're also a Xamarin developer like I am? And yes. I see you're doing so many things in the community. That is lots of projects I, I see on GitHub. And you were recently, like my last guest, Kodrina, you were also a speaker at.NET Conf. How did that come to be?
1: Yeah, that was actually an invitation I got from James Montemagno, who reached out to me and said you've you've told me at Zam Expert Day, which is a conference Probably very well known to you, and he he told me why don't you ever speak? And I also talked, talked to uh, Mark Alabone, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I, I figured at some point I really need to get started with this with this kind of stuff. And uh, well, he pretty much presented the opportunity to me on a silver platter, so I, I couldn't really refuse. And uh, yeah, that that's how that whole thing got started.
0: Yeah, that's nice. And uh, I'm actually wearing the the Zam Expert Day T-shirt. You don't see it right now, um, proudly today. Ah, um, nice. Yeah, and uh, we just introduced uh, backgrounds for Microsoft Teams, and I I did the enterprise background, the Starship Enterprise, and now people uh, say I'm going to die. Because I was wearing a red shirt, but uh, (laughs) it's a different topic. But it seems that that James was using the Expert Day um, not just to teach us about new things, but also to get people uh, to speak at the .NET conf.
1: He he might have been scouting a little bit. Yes.
0: Yeah, that's nice that we're having having an impact. That that's always nice. Yeah. And there was that was you're not the only two from that conference who are speaking there. So nice to see that. And uh, so, are you going to be speaking again, or maybe at something that's not virtual?
1: Um, well, obviously, the the situation in the world will have to allow for that. Um, yeah, I personally don't think will happen even this year, probably. Um, but yeah, that that's definitely a step up from where where this whole thing started. Um, I might do a few more other virtual ones maybe before uh, before i would actually venture out into the whole wide world and have an actual audience which is probably another level of nerves and other things but i i did enjoy the experience a lot so it, it's definitely something i would like to try again
0: i'll be sure to participate in the the call for papers for the exam expert day um, whatever format it might be this year
1: yeah I, uh like like I said it's it's my first time talking um, so I didn't have any talks so right now I have one um, <laughs> so yeah it it's I think creating a talk is part of the challenge obviously but um, it's it's also something I'm still kind of exploring topics that I have an interest in and that I could actually make a session about and talk about and talk about in a in a way that it's natural and not just something that doesn't interest me as much and and i'm just doing something basic i I like to talk about things that i actually enjoy doing so i'm still looking into different avenues and topics and things i could talk about
0: yeah so tell us about what you were talking about at dotnet conf
1: um, I was having a talk about building beautiful UI, which is a uh, definitely I think you could call it a passion. It's it's pretty much all I blog about um, because mm-hmm. it's it's also just something I love doing. Um, I have a sort of extensive background in all sorts of creative things so drawing and and I've been photoshopping for i don't know 15 years maybe even more 20 um, so it tinkering around with graphics and and making mods for games and all that kind of stuff actual building a game it's it's something that really interests me and that's probably why I also like the whole graphics bit um, on building mobile apps a lot so yeah the talk was about that and um, We explored a lot of different things you need to take into account and rounded it off with a demo on how you would approach building an awesome looking app. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: all of that wrapped into about
0: 35 minutes, I guess. And this was a Xamarin app. Was it a Xamarin Forms app? Yes,
1: it was a Forms app. Um, In my day job, I pretty much exclusively build Form apps at this point. Sometimes you obviously drop down to the whole Xamarin native thing, but that's that's more for specific challenges that need to be solved than it is for the entire app. But yeah, Forms is pretty much, it's come a long way, and we've, we've kind of embraced it as a company.
0: Have you, so you've worked with, or you, you can use the what we call maybe Xamarin native approach, but you can achieve what you can achieve there with forms now? Or, or is it a bit more difficult to do that? Most of it. Um, there are
1: certain specifics that a designer will come up with mostly um, that do require some platform-specific code. But yeah, most of it, I'd, I'd say 95% of what we need to do can be done with
0: just plain old forms. And that means you can describe it in the XAML completely? Or do you have to go down into native or, or um, custom renderers or something like that? There's not that many custom renderers anymore. There mm-hmm. used to be a lot
1: for like even the littlest things or the smallest things. Uh, for example, things like line height on a label or, or button, um, padding, that kind of stuff. But all of that has since made its way into Xamarin.Forms as a platform. So a lot of those renders are quickly being discarded when we see the chance to do it.
0: Yeah, and uh, are you also trying to push some of that custom code into the Xamarin.Forms code base?
1: Um, Well, (laughs) I've actually made one single PR and that was A really simple one to get started Mm -hmm. Um, but it's I still find the threshold of getting started it still feels a bit high I mean obviously once you get the hang of it it's probably pretty simple and self-explanatory and I did a a stream about it even with Gerald last year somewhere Mm -hmm. um, about that whole first PR contribution you know if, if you have someone guiding you through it a bit it's it's really not that hard but I haven't really gotten around to pushing additional stuff in there. Obviously they have a vision of specific functionalities and it's it's not that I'm not agreeing with their vision or something like that, but it's just yeah, with with work and own projects it it just sometimes you need to find the time.
0: Yeah, well you're still one PR ahead of me, so that's that's great. Oh, come on. <laughs> no, I haven't done any uh, for the for the xamarin code race. surely
1: you can come up with one
0: <laughs> maybe some some libraries but I see you you're doing a lot of work on on github and you have all these projects and they have great logos and they even have stickers so uh, what are the projects you can tell us about um
1: yeah so the the main one probably most people know me from is pancake view mm-hmm. which well it it pretty much got born because I needed it, I needed some kind of control that could do all the fancy things that our designers were coming up with. And yeah, we, we just, you know, you have in Xamarin Forms you have the frame control, which allows you to do some sort of a shadow. You probably have, do you have a gradient control? I don't even think that that's in right now. Um, so gradients and shadows and borders, all that good stuff, designers love it. But it's it's not in Xamarin forms or at least parts of it aren't. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, that pretty much got born, I think it was actually last MVP summit. That idea got born from talking to other MVPs and yeah, it I just took it and decided let's let's make this thing and see how far it gets. So it
0: is a control?
1: It is a control. It's it's pretty much a uh, I think David Ortenau called it a frame on steroids, but technically it's a content view on steroids. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's it's just a a layout control that you can wrap around pretty much any other control that you have to well give it some more style.
0: So you could use it on a built-in control like a text box. Um,
1: yeah, sure. Just uh, just wrap it around the text box, and you have a a beautiful uh, way of giving that shadows or borders or anything else. Mm-hmm. I would obviously not slap my entire page full with 20 of these because performance is also a thing when you're building your UI. But yeah, um, yeah for for those big uh, UI elements that, that you want to have look very good, it, it's probably a good suit.
0: And where did the name come from?
1: <laughs> well my my dad used to have a pancake restaurant and due to an unfortunate accident he is no longer able to run it uh, so it's kind of an homage to that but if you ask me this question tomorrow I'll probably give you an entirely different answer
0: I was thinking it had something to do with the layers
1: it it, it might have been it mm. might have been yeah it's 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 that's also a, a valid theory. If you stack a lot of pancakes on top of one another, they all look different. They all have p- specific properties and gradients. And yeah, it, it, it kind of harkens back to that in the core.
0: Yeah, well, it's, it's a really cool project. And uh, I, I, I see it on Twitter all the time that people, people really like it. So you probably have NuGet packages for this.
1: Yes, yes. Um, pretty much every, Well, obviously, it, it has its own little CI CD pipeline. Um, mm-hmm. So as soon as someone wants to contribute, makes a PR, it, it gets validated against that. And once merged, I currently just manually decide when I want to push a new version. So I, I might just save some features up and package those in a in a version of its own and then pretty much yeah the the cd pipeline takes over and pushes it onto nuget and all the new bits are
0: there cool um yeah and other projects include debug rainbows so can you explain what that does what that does um
1: so that also got born out of my own frustration because uh, at some point you're building a ui and some element isn't playing nicely. Um, it, it's, it's positioned off-center or, or something just looks off about it. Um, so the first thing you usually just do is slap a background color on it, preferably red or something bright and shiny. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can see where this, what kind of space is this element taking up and where is this thing going wrong. So I was pretty tired of just doing it that way. Um, So I decided to build debug rainbows, which pretty much does it for you. So it's it's an attached property on your page level. And you just uh, say something like is debug is true. I'm not sure if that's the actual property name at this point, I think I've changed it.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: But that then turns the entire page into bright background colors. So your design looks horrible, but at least you can see where all the elements are positioned and how much space they're taking up and hopefully easily diagnose your UI problem. Um, And it's recently been upgraded to also support a a grid, which is based on a UWP feature from a long time ago, or at least a, a UWP plugin, I think from a long time ago where it, it draws either boxes or lines on a specific grid. So you define the interval. If, if for example, your design system says everything needs to be spaced on four units, um, you can put that in and it it draws the grid for you. So you can easily spot where things are not uh, abiding by the rules of the design system, if you want to call it that.
0: Uh, nice. Last year I attended a talk that was called design by numbers and i think this is this is sort of a little bit something in that direction that you you try to divide your screen into or or like like squares and and try to align along that grid yeah
1: yeah it's it's this this whole pixel grid kind of idea indeed um and and obviously working with designers you kind of they kind of school you in that train of thought Mm -hmm. so for example the app that we're working on Uh, Where I work on my day job, is it's all spaced in units of four. So something like a a padding of 37, well, that's just not done. Um, And yeah, it it, it gives it a a kind of consistent look and feel, I guess. It makes it a bit more clean. I think that's the main advantage, at least. And obviously, having some sort of system to fall back on. Yeah, because at some point, if you're tinkering with positioning something very specifically, and you end up with minus 131 or something like that, I mean, yeah, that's it. It just becomes arbitrary numbers, I guess. So having some sort of system helps with that.
0: Mm-hmm. And what it does is it actually changes the background color of each ele- sub-element. Is that what it does?
1: Yeah, it it just well, it's in in code, it's really one of the simplest things I've ever written. Um it just it just for reaches through all the interface elements, mm-hmm. gives them a, a randomized background color, and that's it. Obviously, the code for that isn't that intensive, but yeah, it it it's a really nice helper and especially since since hot reload came out, that really helps because Ah. well before obviously you would need to rebuild and start again and all that good stuff but now with hot reload it's just a matter of toggle that boolean to true and see what's happening uh, fix your problem toggle it back to false and yeah you're good without rebuilding it
0: that's right i I talked to maddie about that on on the show here and uh, she said well if if it's only in the xaml uh, then it'll you can you can reload it so since you said you just define it in the in the top element um, yeah that will be applied that's great is the xamarin inspector still a thing that is a very good question um i may have used that once in my
1: life or twice maybe but i'm not actually quite sure if it is
0: i'm not sure right now either but i was i was thinking i remember that um that there was this tool and you could just hook it onto a running app, and then you could see uh, the basically on the left there was a hierarchy view of the elements, and on the right there was a view where you could see the the different layers, and it was a three D view that you could rotate and then uh, look at the the different elements. And in the the first version of the um, of the software, it was. Basically, all you saw was the the native elements. So, if you're writing Xamarin Forms, it would translate that into for iOS uh, the the iOS controls or Android the Android Android controls, and you could only see those native elements, which was also very useful. And in the next version, that you could switch that over to the Xamarin Forms view, and then in the, that that hierar- hier- hierarchical view. You would see all the Xamarin Forms elements, and and you could just click those, and they would highlight in the in the view on the right, and then that was really useful. And and just like the the test recorder we talked about in the last episode,
1: <laughs> that was also really useful.
0: That was yeah, I think it's been abandoned, uh, and it, it was I don't know if, if if people valued it enough, but but uh, I think it's a, the same goal as what you're doing, right? Right.
1: Yeah, yeah, mainly. Um, I, I think the times that I've used the inspector, um, it also had some more internal kind of views in there. Um, so things I couldn't necessarily directly relate to my XAML code, which are obviously in there somewhere. But I'm not sure if it... I don't think it actually exists anymore. I think it used to be under the tools menu in Visual Studio, or at least on Visual Studio for Mac, but I don't think it's in there
0: anymore. It is on the Microsoft website, last updated June 2018, ah, yes. and it has a really cool <laughs> screenshot.
1: Yeah, it's if, if you see it in action, you think, wow, this is, this is very yeah. cool, I, I want
0: to use this, but I, I forgot about this, they're, they're showing a screenshot. And on the left, that hierarchy view in the middle, you see the 3D view of your different layers on top of each other. And on the right, there's this property view. And whatever element you select on the left or you select in the image or in, in, in the, the graphical view, uh, you get the the actual properties for that element on the right-hand side, and like key value pairs, and you can tweak those properties and you see the direct effect in that 3D rendered view of your, your UI. That was really cool. But I haven't yeah. seen anybody use it.
1: Uh, yeah, like I said, I, I don't think it's even possible
0: to use it anymore. I think mm-hmm.
1: you used to trigger it um, when you're running the app by selecting this little crosshair kind of icon uh, right, next yes. to the running. Uh,
0: and that's gone, yeah,
1: that's that's gone. So and it's also not in the debug menu anymore. So I think it's officially, or well, not officially, but silently <laughs> removed. It's a
0: shame. Swept under the rug, I guess. Yeah.
1: It it was a really nice thing to play around with.
0: Yeah, but you, I know the feeling. Yeah, uh, like you're trying to design a UI, and then you start highlighting the uh, the elements so you know which element is where, because they all have like transparent backgrounds or white backgrounds. And uh, if you could just do that with one, just by including one uh, NuGet package, then that's that's yeah. really helpful.
1: Yeah, it's it's like the inspect elements on, on HTML. I mean, on, on Chrome or on yeah. IE or whatever you want to use, Edge. Um, did, I think for for a modern web developer to live without Inspect Element is is, I wouldn't say useless, but it's it. I think it'll will it'll make him mad if if you remove it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh my web days were just all, all we had is View Source. <laughs> uh, long I, uh, time ago. I can relate to that about <laughs>
1: six seven years ago.
0: And the other project that I see being used is State Squid, and I don't actually know what it does. You don't know what it does. Um, I can give you a quick intro. That's not a great,
1: a hard thing to do, um, because there's I think there's quite a few packages actually actually that do something similar, mm-hmm. and I've uh, talked to, for example, Jean-Marie Alfonsi, who also has a um, whole suite of controls and. We have some overlap in that area. Um, so what it, what it basically does is if you um, are making your app and you have your view model, um, at some point there comes a, a a moment where you think I need to inform my user that the app is actually doing something. Um, so you add an is busy Boolean and bind that to some sort of view and get on with life.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Then some other requirement comes up. Um, I want to have different indicators when I'm saving or loading, or um, maybe I have an empty state or some error state, and and you just pile on the booleans and it becomes a hell. So what what this does basically is you can um, make any layout, so like a, a stack layout or a grid or you name it, state aware. which means that you can um, bind one single property to it, which is of type state. Um, It has a few predefined ones, like I said, saving, loading, um, error, empty, all that good stuff, or custom, which allows you to just define a unique string to identify a specific state. Um, And then your view model, there's this one uh, property of type state, and you can toggle it into all of these different things.
0: It's an enum or...
1: Yeah, it's an enum basically. Um, And on your XAML side, you can implement specific views uh, for all of these states on your elements. So -hmm. for example, if you have a stack layout that needs to have different visualizations, you just uh, write your stack layout, put in the normal content, and then in the state views property, which is an attached property coming from the package. You define all these different states that you wanna support for that specific element Mm -hmm. um, and how they should look. So for example, if you have a saving state or a loading state, you can make them different um, in there. And what StateSquid does is just it takes, um, it matches whatever current state you have in your view model. Um, And if there's a view defined for it it shows that instead of your normal content so it just swaps out all those views and handles all that stuff for you instead of you having to bind a ton of booleans to different views and different situations Mm -hmm. and it also allows you to um, if you have multiple areas in your app that you want to have different loading states for. So for example, if you have a header that needs a specific loading state and a list of things that also needs a loading state, all those views can be individually defined and bound to one single state object in the view model um, or separate ones. You're, you're totally free when it comes to that.
0: So you mean outside of the view model would be separate or you could have one one complete central app state or is that that what you're talking about
1: you can have a central page state i Mm -hmm. guess you would call it um but you could also just drop down and say i reload these two individually and i want to have individual states for them you can define in the end as many states as you want and just bind them to all your views but you're yeah you have pretty much complete freedom in that there's no restrictions from the package but in in most situations you'd probably be fine with just one state variable in your view model and just defining all the views of things that interact with that Mm -hmm. so and and what it also for example if you have a list of things you define your loading view Um, you could for example the, the whole skeleton loading which is where the elements are swapped out for sort of a grayed out box uh, while it's loading and then when the data's there they become labels again it, it also supports that kind of situation so there's a, a skeleton view i think it's called in there um, that, that you can put in those specific views that are used for loading that also have this little shimmer effect and yeah it's, it's all to do with visual states of your app so it, it the Visual State Manager is also obviously a thing in Xamarin, mm-hmm. but it's not really based on that. It's more based on the concept of just swapping out an entire view temporarily for something else while something is happening.
0: Okay, and that something would typically be like an async method doing something...
1: Yeah, yeah. It, it would. At this point, it's just... Um, you would set the state to loading, and whenever whatever you're doing is done, set it back to none or default,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it, it would just swap in back the the content that used to be there, but updated obviously to whatever you've been doing in the meantime. Um, so yeah, people like marie have also done similar packages. I think jean is is really focused on the whole task and and what you can do with tasks. I think it's even called Task Loader View. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's it's a, a similar thing to that for
0: people who might have heard about it. I think he did a presentation also at the, the expert day you, on something everybody right. of is equals true or something like that.
1: I think it even spawned a meme video of him performing a hit from oh, the 80s.
0: That's right. <laughs> Norwegian music. Yes. (laughs) Uh, yes, I'll make sure to link to that video.
1: (laughs) That was legendary. That, uh, that was one of the better talks talk openings I've seen.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So anything else you're working on right now? Um, Um,
1: yeah, I'm, I'm working on a, uh, an app for Microsoft MVPs to manage their contributions which is something I'm doing in my free time pretty much. Um, So whenever I have some time left, Um, but it's, it's kind of my little pet project where I try some new stuff and see how it goes, I guess.
0: You try technology, or or you use it as a place to test your own uh, packages. Yeah, my
1: own that, and also um, just some UI ideas that I come up with. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I'm no designer by any means. I mean, I haven't been schooled in it, so it's it's just tinkering with design as well. And and yeah, obviously the end goal is to have a useful app. <laughs> for that uh, that subsection of people that might be using it but it's also just a little playground for when i'm bored and want to try something new
0: okay typically uh, when you're a microsoft mvp or nominated as a microsoft mvp you would go to a website and there you just enter oh i did a presentation at this conference and there were 100 people you
1: enter into a very basic form and yeah provide everything they ask from you um but yeah i think a lot of people leave that or uh, until the very end mm-hmm. um so it's uh, obviously for mobile you can do a lot of cool features like um, detect whether there's a url on the clipboard and um grab some data from that website already things like titles and images maybe for for nice displaying um and and pre-fill some of that contribution data mm-hmm. if possible so that's something i'm looking at and also yeah, it's it's just my little playground basically
0: yeah and they have a public api for this or are using the website
1: They have a public API for it. Mm -hmm. Um, You have to authenticate using your live ID um, attached to your Microsoft MVP um, award, I guess you could call it. Mm -hmm. So you do have to be an MVP to actually get data from it. But there's uh, obviously the possibility to mock that and uh, provide it with some data hard-coded.
0: It sounds like an app you could code on Twitch.
1: It's. Uh, I have actually been considering that, um, mm-hmm. but there are some limitations in the house that are providing me from streaming or preventing me from streaming at the moment. Yeah. Um, uh,
0: you got a full house too, I see.
1: <laughs> I need to set up some room for that. Yeah. But it is definitely something I've been wanting to explore more this year. So let's hope that is something that we can do. We we have a lot of time off now to look into those kinds of areas. I mean, in this Corona time, I, I don't think I've seen shops where you can buy hardware, hardware stores, obviously. I wasn't <laughs> coming up with a name. I haven't seen them busier, so.
0: But you're a father too. How can you say there's so much time? <laughs> I I definitely am a father too,
1: but uh, Yeah. <laughs> I, I pretend to have time.
0: <laughs> okay, you're saving the commute at least that that's true. Yes,
1: yes, I, I save about 15 minutes commute.
0: <laughs> uh, one way or two ways. One way. Okay. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so it's still half an hour. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I have to get caught up on all my podcasts when this o- is this is over so I'm I'm missing out on like mm, 70 minutes total. Uh, a day of listening to podcasts so okay got a lot of catching up to do
1: yeah and it's it's i don't listen to a lot of podcasts i have to admit that um but it's i feel like even though i'm at home all day i haven't been busier so it's i don't know mm-hmm. a lot of stuff vying for my attention
0: i'll get you hooked on this podcast you'll see okay okay <laughs> So thank you for chatting with me today. No problem. No uh, problem. It's really my interesting pleasure. projects you're working on, and um, I'm looking forward to. Uh, w- we were actually both going to go to the Microsoft MVP Summit, which was now cancelled for this year. It's now also been cancelled for next year, 2021. And we were supposed to be roommates, um, and and uh, but <laughs> maybe that's going to work on be... at some future date.
1: Yeah, it. Uh, we took a lot of effort into getting there, but yeah, Yeah. all the the stress of booking the right hotel and all that good stuff.
0: Just bad timing.
1: Just bad timing, yeah. But in the end, in hindsight, we're probably better off not having gone, even if they would have um, continued hosting it.
0: Yeah, most people wouldn't have even been allowed inside the country. (laughs) Um, it, It was really... Just when everything was really getting bad, so um, yeah. yeah, not a good moment, not a good timing. Yeah. So, well, thank you very much, Stephen, and I hope you have a nice evening, and um, hope to have you on the show again in, in the future.
1: Yeah, thanks for
0: having me. This has been another episode of Dev Talk, and we'll see each other again in two weeks. Bye bye.